Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. I want to look today at Psalm 111, which follows Psalm 110. Now, that's obvious math, but it's also thematically important. Psalm 110, remember, was the psalm that Jesus brought up when he asked, who's David talking about? When David says in the first verse of Psalm 110, Yahweh said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And if David is the king, in other words, he's the most powerful person in Israel, who is he calling, human-wise, his Lord? his superior. And Jesus is referring to this psalm because he's saying it's always been about him. He is David's superior, not just because he's the human king, but because he is God himself. And then verse 4 of Psalm 10 talks about this human king is also going to be a priest forever, not just a king, a priest forever. That was our last two episodes of this podcast, and I really do think it's an amazing psalm. If you didn't get a chance to listen to those episodes, I hope you do. But this psalm, 111 now, is going a step further and saying because of this Messiah, this king and priest forever, God's works of salvation are guaranteed in this Messiah. He has made this promise, this covenant promise, and he is going to keep his promise. Because the Messiah is a king and a priest forever, God's covenant promise is a forever promise. And that's what Psalm 111 is doing. It has that word forever five times in these 10 verses. The I am is eternal. And so everyone who is associated with him, everyone within this promise, this covenant promise is also eternal. Now, when I read Psalm 111, when I look in my Bible and I come to this psalm, I notice that I pretty much have every verse highlighted. And the reason is, when I come to the psalms for worship, when I come to the psalms to meditate, to pray, again, I'm not saying it's bad to do a Bible study. I think it's actually good to do a Bible study on the psalms, and that's important. But when I'm praying through Scripture, I'm I'm more interested in finding verses that help me draw near to God that help me meditate and have a sense of coming in the presence of God in worship and having that experience of worship remind me of my relationship with God. And this psalm has always been, I think, rightly understood, which is where Bible study is important, but rightly understood, this psalm has always been a comfort to me and it's given me confidence and security in my relationship with God because it puts my trust in God rather than in me, and even rather than in my faith. It puts my trust in God's covenant, which is mentioned here twice in these these 10 verses. This psalm starts with that Hebrew word, hallelujah, praise Yahweh. So it starts off, praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. So I'm giving thanks to God when I read verses like that. I don't want to just read them when I'm coming to the Psalms to meditate, to worship God. I right away want to let these words begin to activate what I do. And so I start thinking in terms of I, I, I want to give I want to hit that switch inside my head where I'm giving thanks to the I am 
with my whole heart. I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking about the I am present with me, the creator of this universe, and he's present with me. And now I'm thinking of my whole being and my whole heart giving thanks to him, praising Yahweh, praising the I am. And then the rest of the psalm is is usually going to give me reasons why I'm giving thanks. And that's verse two. Great are the works of the Lord, the I am. Great are the works of the Lord. And now the works of the Lord are creation. It's Genesis one. It's creating this earth to be a place for his flourishing, life-giving plan for humanity upon this earth and creating this universe, the works of God are great. The God that created this earth. I was looking at the moon the other night, just sitting out on my porch and looking up and there's a full moon right now at the time of this recording. And it was one of these sunset kind of twilights and the moon is right there, bright, still a blue sky a bit, a little bit in the background. And there's just this beauty. And I'm just thinking in terms of God created the moon, God created the universe and just the moon, just this this little bitty miniature planet, so to speak, that orbits around the earth is an amazing thing to see that helps me right away lift my eyes to see God as the creator and his works are wonderful. Now, if I expand that and think of the entire solar system with planets and their moons, and then there are hundreds of billions of solar systems in our galaxy alone, and then there are hundreds of billions of galaxies. I mean, it's just mind blowing. So God is the God that created this universe. I'm imagining him in my heart, my mind, my whole being, I want to give thanks to him. I want to lift my eyes to him and say, praise Yahweh. I want to give thanks to him for his great are the works of the Lord. Verse three, full of splendor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. So the work of the Lord, the works of the Lord is not just creation, but it's his redemption in Christ. It's his whole mysterious becoming human in the person of Jesus, dying on the cross, rising from the dead, and everything that's beyond my understanding. I just have a little bitty flame and a universe of light of knowledge of what all that really is about and what really God has done in his redemption in Jesus Christ, not just for me, but for this world and for creation and all that's happening in the spirit world and the things that I don't see and the things that I don't understand, but I just take God's word for it. And I understand here that his work is full of splendor and majesty and his righteousness and his work endures forever. His salvation, his redemption, his creation. And as I'm drawing near to God in worship, I'm thinking of his works as they relate to me, as my salvation, my redemption. And that his work in my life endures forever. I'm part of this forever story because of God's work, because of God's works of redemption and salvation. Verse three, he remembers his covenant forever. This covenant that the previous psalm was talking about in God being David's Lord forever. God is king forever until he makes his enemies the footstool for his feet. He is a priest forever and he is the king of righteousness and the king of peace. We talked about that in the last couple episodes. God has done this marvelous work because of his covenant promise, his solemn oath 
that is an uh, oath forever. It's a covenant promise forever. He remembers his covenant forever. God remembers his covenant when he looks at me. When God is working in my life, he's remembering his covenant forever. Verse 7, the works of his hands are faithful and just. Now, as I'm praying and as I'm praising God and I'm giving thanks to him and I'm thinking of this so far, what we've read, I want to praise Yahweh. I want to praise the I am, the creator of this entire universe and the creator of just even the things that I can see, the moon and the stars and the creator of this earth in ways that I think of the mountains and the oceans and all the things that are marvels. It is in a fallen state of dust and death and thorns and thistles, and yet I have this covenant promise that God has given to restore creation because he has become king forever and he has become priest forever in the person of Jesus, and he's bringing the kingdom of God back to this world, and it is a covenant promise forever that I want my life to be in. And so I'm thinking of God's covenant as my, as my basis for my trust, my confidence, my security, because he remembers his covenant promise forever. He's not going to forget it. He's not going to ever be unfaithful to it. And so verse 7, the works of his hands are faithful and just. And that reminds me of the New Testament verse, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I think John is using this exact same language. He's probably even thinking about this psalm when he writes it, that God is faithful and just to his covenant promise to forgive me of all my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. Even the mixed motives in my heart right now as I'm praying, he's cleansing me of all unrighteousness because he is faithful to his covenant and he is just. He's not going to double jeopardy me. He's not going to judge me twice. He's judged Jesus on the cross. So now he's not going to turn around and come judge me for the same sins that he's forgiven. So again, the works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. The precepts of God are his will for us, his commandments for us, and they are trustworthy. We can trust what God has commanded us to do because he's all in. He has become human forever, a priest forever in the person of Jesus. He is all in and he is bringing about his covenant promise. His works are wonderful. His works are full of splendor and majesty and righteousness faithful and just, and they are trustworthy. I can trust his word. I can trust his will for my life. Verse eight, they are established forever and ever. There's that word again. So this is the third time now we've come across this word forever in this Psalm. They are established forever and ever. What's established? His precepts, his commandments to us, his works of his hands that are faithful and just and, and full of splendor and majesty and righteousness. He is trustworthy forever and ever because he remembers his covenant forever. So verse 9, he sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. There is the phrase again. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Because God is holy, 
because he is awesome as the creator of this universe and because he has made a covenant forever in Jesus, who is my priest forever and my king forever and ever. I can trust him completely. So now I'm thinking as I'm reading this psalm, and the reason why I have every verse in this psalm highlighted is because it is a great psalm to just meditate and worship God and think about these things in an imaginative way as I'm thinking about the God that created this universe. And I'm giving thanks to him with my whole heart because his works for me are great. His works for humanity in the person of Jesus in bringing salvation and redemption, this covenant promise that he has made that goes back thousands of years. It's the one story of the entire Bible, and it's coming true. It's already begun in the resurrection of Jesus. God is already all in, and he has made this covenant promise that endures forever. Forever, verse 3. Forever, verse 5. Forever and ever, verse 8. Forever, verse 9. And then verse 10, his praise endures forever. When I remember the truths of this psalm, it gives me a heart of worship, a heart of giving thanks, a heart of confidence and security. That's the big story of the Bible, and that's the big story that this psalm is talking about, and yet it's really helping me in my little story and the daily decisions, the little decisions I make moment by moment to live in remembering God's faithfulness to me and his covenant promise to me. And that helps me interpret all the things that are happening in my life and help me have a better response in the little story of things that are happening in my life because I'm living inside the bigger story of the promise of this psalm. So if God remembers his covenant forever, then I should remember his covenant forever. Always in my little story, I should remember his big story covenant that I'm in, in Christ. And so I praise you, God, I praise you because you are the I am. You are the source of all that exists. From you, everything that exists, exists. You created this entire universe. You created everything, and you created me. You created me because you have a purpose for me, and I give thanks to you with my whole being, the whole being that you've given me, I give praise to you. I give thanks to you. My very heartbeat comes from you. Every molecule in my body comes from you. And so with every molecule in my body, I give you praise and I give you thanks and I worship you and I lift my eyes to you. And I know that you are with me 100% looking at me always present in my present, because you are the I am, always in the present tense. And because your promise to me, you remember your covenant promise to me forever, your covenant forever. I am in relationship with you forever. Forever I give thanks to you. Forever I give praise to you. Forever I will be with you. And I know that there will be a time when I will see you with my own eyes face to face and you will wipe every tear from my eye. And I will rejoice because you are making all things new. The works of your hands are faithful and just. 
Your redemption is faithful and just forever. Your salvation is faithful and just forever. You are faithful to your salvation for me. You are faithful to your will for my life. And so you are trustworthy forever and ever. I trust you now with my life. I trust you today. I trust you in this moment. I trust you with this year. I trust you with the rest of my life because you are my God forever, forever committed to me, to bring me into this incredible big story the entire Bible is about, and you've become human to guarantee, and you have given me faith by your Holy Spirit. You have drawn me to you, and I draw near to you now with a heart of worship and a heart of thanks with my whole being. Holy and awesome is your name. High and lifted up is your name. Full of splendor and majesty is your name. Awesome is your name. Your praise endures forever. You have commanded your covenant forever. You have established your precepts forever. You have established your works forever. You remember your covenant forever. Your righteousness endures forever. You are my God forever. The forever God is my God forever. And I give praise to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.